Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Yes, I know the audio is suboptimal, but I am recording live outside. I'm near, near my mixer, so I apologize for the sound. Today, we're continuing the series on Sexy Saturday and talk about Dakota Johnson. Now, Dakota Johnson, when I think it's it's like that old game or the old, the old Paparelli when you say Dakota, I say Johnson. So when you can, when you think of Dakota Johnson, I think most people who know anything about movies, because if you just ask a random person, they might not even know who she is. But I think if you ask most people who, first thing that comes to your mind with Dakota Johnson, they're going to say Fifty Shades. Probably the second thing after that is going to be Don Johnson's daughter, maybe. I don't, I don't know if there is a second thing with Dakota Johnson, to be honest, but she is the daughter of Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson, who were pretty, pretty big in the 80s. Melanie Griffith, I've mentioned tangentially, I think probably with May, how uh, I think we're talking about underrated actresses, and she thought that Melanie Griffith was an underrated actress. I think she's overrated. I think she's got one gear, which was the ditzy airhead. But either way, Melanie Griffith is the daughter of Tippi Hedren, most famous for being one of Hitchcock's muse, Alfred Hitchcock's muse. I think she was in The Birds, if I'm not mistaken. So Dakota Johnson does come from, my, I suppose, I don't know if it's like Hollywood A-list royalty, but she does. She is definitely a Nepo baby. And perhaps, perhaps it was in the Nepo episode we talked about. We talked about Melanie Griffith. Either way, Dakota Johnson, I find attractive. I find attractive. She is one of those women that has that look that I, I like. And not to discriminate against the brunettes, because I think this might be the eighth installment. The majority of them are blonde. But I do have that one on Daisy Edgar Jones, who's a brunette. And I do have one on uh, Emmy Rossum, who's also a brunette. So I do like the brunettes. Now, why do I think Dakota Johnson's attractive? Now, it's not because I watched Fifty Shades and she showed a lot of skin. No, if you've kept up with the Sexy Saturday series, you know that I have a certain type, which tends to be skinny waifs who are virtue signaling, flower, flower, flower women, so to speak, and Dakota Johnson fits that. So she did have some cameos, like in 21 Jump Street, for example, but of course, she didn't really make it big until Fifty Shades. Interesting thing about Fifty Shades, if you look at who else was competing for that role, I think she was also in Social Network. She's the girl that Justin Timberlake bangs uh, in that brief that brief scene where he plays the, the founder of Napster. But for all intents and purposes, her breakout role was being the daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith because she's a Nepo baby. But really, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. And if you look at who else was competing or auditioned for that role in Fifty Shades. I think they made the right decision because just off the, the, the cuff, Lucy Hale from uh, that show with the, the, the women uh, on WB, Felicity Jones, 
I mean, maybe I could see Felicity Jones. She's just not ingenue enough. Elizabeth Olsen. Just, no. Danielle Panabaker. I don't even know who that is, to be honest. And Shailene Woodley. I think Shailene Woodley just doesn't have the pretty enough face. See, what Dakota Johnson has going for her is that she can pull off the ingenue wave virgin really well. And so if you're not familiar with Fifty Shades... Fifty Shades is a book that is laughably poorly written from my understanding, but it was, a, of course, adapted into a, a trilogy starring her and uh, Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan was not the original Christian Grey. It was Charlie Unum, I think, was the original. But either way, uh, Dakota, with the little bangs and the blue eyes, she can pull off what Anastasia Steele is in the beginning of the movie, which is a college student who we find out as a virgin. And so she just has that face that looks angelic. She has that face that looks just very feminine and is believable that she is a virgin in college, even though it's completely unbelievable because I remember seeing a stat that only 5% of women when they marry are virgin. So, I mean, let's be real, but it's a rom-com, so let's be real. I mean, we could do the red pill treatment of Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe that's a future episode under Movies I Love, even though I think the first movie is laughably bad, but it is watchable. So maybe, you know, who knows? Movies I Love number 42 will do Fifty Shades of Grey. Either way, so Dakota Johnson's in that movie. That's really her breakout role. And for those people who haven't seen it or remember how, like, tawdry and, and salacious it is, if you watch the movie, really, she only shows off her breasts and that's pretty much it. And look, she has a nice figure in that movie. And that's why she's in this episode of Sexy Saturday. Because I think she's got that really slender physique that I like. So if you look at the Fifty Shades post-career of Dakota Johnson, I think you could say that it has been the you know uh, lackluster I think, let's look at it. So she did essentially, like, 50, 2015 was Fifty Shades of Grey. She had some smaller roles, but nothing big. 2016 was How to Be Single. That's a horrifically bad rom-com with Rebel Wilson and two other women just being whores and sleeping around. She plays, I think it's got, um, I think it's got uh, maybe a future women I like. Alice and Brie, Circa Community. Uh, she's in this, and uh, I think Olivia Wilde, if I'm not mistaken, is the other one, but I could be wrong. But it's just a bit essentially about women sleeping around. Then in 2017, she does Fifty Shades Darker. 2018 is Fifty Shades Freed. The, the sequels to those movies, to the original, are not that good. Now, she does branch off and does Suspiria. Suspiria is a remake uh, done by Luca Guadagnino, who's probably most famous for Call Me By Your Name, I would probably say. That movie is pretty dark. It's essentially a ballet school run by, like, vampires of some sort. And again, she plays the ingenue who comes in, doesn't know anything about it. And uh, it's a coven of witches, that's right. It's a witches, not vampires. And so that movie, uh, yeah, so interesting movie if you like that kind of stuff. Then she's in uh, later, she does Bad Times at the El Royale. That's not a good movie. 2019, she does Peanut Butter Falcon with May's second favorite actor, Shia LaBeouf. 
I think she's good in that. It's a cute kind of, I don't know, I think it's like a movie of a little mix of Huck Finn with uh, Oh Brother, Where Out There. With, uh, with, it, it's essentially, uh, she takes care of a special ed uh, Down syndrome guy at a, at a nursing home who escapes, and then uh, Shia LaBeouf plays a guy that finds him, and then they go on little adventures. So it's kind of like A Brother Without That, which is really based on the Odyssey. So it's kind of this adventure, and she's trying to find him, and then of course she meets Shia LaBeouf's character, and there's a little tete-a-tete repartee going on there. She's fine in that, no rage, I would say. Then she does The Lost Daughter in 2021. That's on Netflix. She does show some Ranger. That's the movie with Olivia Coleman and Paul Mescal before he was very famous, really. Then in 2022, she does Persuasion on Netflix. That is her first attempt at doing the British accent. I would say uh, it's not that good of a movie. And she's, I mean, I guess she's all right. She's all right doing the Jane Austen protagonist. And then she's got Madam Web coming out in the following year. That's going to be her Marvel thing. And that's pretty much it. So, like, her her career has been mixed. And I think one of the, the issues that she's doing wrong is that she's just simply not doing enough movies. She's averaging since 2015. And, look, she's 33 now, so she was about 25, 26 for Fifty Shades. Uh, she needs to be doing more movies because as we talked about how Hollywood has history putting women onto the pasture, all she needs to look at is her grandma and her mother to know that's the truth. And uh, she only has a few more years, so it's smart that she's doing the Marvel movies and like kind of like Brie Larson did and uh, Scar Jo and others. So hopefully that will help her career. But I think her career is mixed, but I really do like mid-20-teens Dakota Johnson because and I think that a lot of that is really borne out in her portrayal in Fifty Shades because she plays the woman that I think a lot of men like and of course I could have confirmation bias because there are many like the big boobed porn star fake look I'm not into that but she plays the sweet virtue signaling kind of virgin ingenue and as you know like I mentioned the Emmy Russell movie the Emmy Russell treatment and some other ones that's kind of the look I like so I just find her attractive with those big blue eyes and the auburn hair and the bangs and all that. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Cinema Rag Facebook group and you let me know if you find her attractive. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to make a donation to help defray the cost of hosting the Sun Server because I don't make any money off of this. That'd be great. And lastly, there's a link to watch all or listen to all the Collectico Gregorio podcasts from this feed through the Awakened Man and all the other feeds that I have. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.